When she got back to her father's house that night, Indiana sifted through the mail. Among the bills and political pamphlets, she found a glossy magazine she sometimes saw in dentist's waiting rooms, sent by subscription to the holders of some of the more distinguished credit cards. The house was silent. It was the night her father played squash and hung out at the beer keller. She took the magazine to the kitchen with the other letters, put the kettle on, and sat down to leaf through it distractedly. A page was marked with a paper clip, she noticed idly. She turned to it. It was then she saw the article that would turn her life upside down. The photo accompanying the article showed Alan Keller greeting guests at his vineyard. Hanging on his arm was a blonde woman, Jean-Gève von Hoot, according to the caption, a Belgian baroness, an agent to a handful of European fashion designers. Indiana read with mild curiosity up to the third paragraph, where she discovered that though Genevieve currently lived in Paris, it was rumored that she would soon be moving to San Francisco as Alan Keller's wife. The article described a lavish party given at the vineyard in honor of the conductor of the San Francisco Symphony and quoted the opinions of various guests regarding the forthcoming marriage, which the couple didn't deny, and the pedigree of the Van Hoots a family whose aristocratic title dated back to the 17th century. On the following page were four photographs of Alan and the same woman in different places, at a Los Angeles club, on a cruise in Alaska, at a gala party, and walking hand in hand down a street in Rome. Dumbfounded, with shaking hands and a drumming in her temples, Indiana nonetheless noticed that Genevieve's hair was short in some of the pictures and long in others, and that in the Alaska shot, Alan was wearing the beige cashmere sweater Indiana loved so much that he had given it to her. Since that was just a few weeks after they'd met, the only possible conclusion was that her lover and this baroness of his shared a long history. She reread the article and scanned the photographs again, searching for some clue that would expose it all as a lie. But she couldn't find one. Setting the magazine down on top of the envelope stuffed with travel brochures for India, she sat staring at the dishwasher as the kettle on the stove let out its soft whistle. It had been fifteen years since she'd felt the sting of betrayal. When married to Bob Martin. She had put up with his irresponsible adolescent behavior. The beer cans on the carpet, him and his puerile friends sprawled in front of the TV, his violent outbursts. She only made up her mind to divorce him when she could no longer ignore his cheating. Three years after the divorce, Bob was still asking her for a second chance. But she couldn't trust him. In the years since then, all her relationships had ended amicably. None of the men had deceived or left her. If the spark went out, she found a discreet way to distance herself. Alan Keller might not be the ideal partner, as her daughter, her ex-husband, and Ryan Miller all liked to remind her. But until now she had not once doubted his fidelity, which for her was the cornerstone of their relationship. That glossy magazine spread proved her wrong. In order to heal others, Indiana had learned to listen to her own body very closely. And she could tune into herself just as intuitively as she could with her patients. Alan said she related to the world through her senses and her emotions, 
She lived in a magical universe that existed in an age before the telephone, trusting in people's basic goodness. He agreed with Celeste Rocco, who claimed that in a previous incarnation, Indiana had been a dolphin and would return to the sea in the next. She wasn't made for dry land, lacking the gene that made other people mistrustful. She had also spent a number of years treading a spiritual path that led her to become detached from material things and liberated in her mind and heart. But none of these defenses helped when she saw Alan Keller and Geneviève von Hoot in the magazine. She went upstairs to her apartment, turned the heat on, and stretched out on her bed to commune with her feelings in the darkness. Breathe mindfully.